0: Okay, so it's kind of like the morning after right now. We're waking up and we're thinking, okay, do we really feel DK Metcalf is going to be the 1.01 or should be the 1.01 in 2019 rookie-only drafts? I'll I'll be honest, I, I am very excited about the guy. His combine performance got me excited. I had a lot of doubt heading in. I'm kind of still a little bit cautious about ranking him as high as so many other people are because I think that he's got an injury history. He's a he's a massive person that's that's going to be asked to take hit after hit, go up and catch a pass, and slam his big frame down onto the ground time and time and time again. It's a brutal position for the body to take the kind of hits that you take, going across the middle, jumping up for jump balls, getting hit by three or four defenders at a time. I mean, I don't think he's a lock to be an elite wide receiver one. And I think when you rank someone, especially a wide receiver, at the 1.01, you've got to have that confidence that this person could be a a number one at their position in fantasy so if it's a running back they need to have huge upside to be in a fantasy running back one they're a wide receiver they need to have huge upside to be a fantasy wide receiver one so I don't have great confidence that he can be a wide receiver one I am hopeful that he can be the next Mike Evans but Nikhil Harry feels wide receiver one capable to me. He feels more than wide receiver one capable. If I just felt like he was barely capable of breaking into that tier of of talent, I wouldn't have him as a top five potential wide receiver of the future, which seems crazy right now. And I predict that in two years people will have short memories about that prediction and say, oh, well, you know, he was one of the best receivers coming out. Of course, you know, he had top five wide receiver potential. I'm going to hear that left and right two years from now. But right now, that prediction is taking quite a bit of heat or at least being called bold by the people that, that do see me land bold predictions year after year. I don't just take blind stabs in the dark like I've said on a few of these podcasts. If you don't know my content, you don't know that I've been in the business for 15 years. Yes, I miss calls. Everybody misses calls. But what I specialize in is bold predictions. Finding those gems ahead of the curve. Making statements like this. And taking a bunch of crap for it for a long period of time. Like my Todd Gurley predictions that I beat like a dead horse over and over again. And over again, taking all of the heat and welcoming it. I'm used to it. I have thick skin. But now everybody is thinking, well, we knew he was hurt. We knew something was wrong. And yeah, you know, that was bold, but not really. No, it was bold. Calling Todd Gurley the biggest bust of 2019. My number one written bold prediction on sleeperu.com is now, in my opinion, already decided. And already kind of locked in. Could he return four games in, in stints at, a, you know, four games in a row and, and play like a top one to five running back? He could. But I'd almost bet my entire, I'd almost put, every league I have, I would put each league for 2019 on the line. And predict that Todd Gurley will disappoint in the end in fantasy football, even if he plays well for a string of games. History of knee issues. Arthritis in the knee that he had ACL surgery in. Hasn't played well since the last time we saw him, so there's there's a recency effect here. (laughs) There should be recency bias. I don't know why there isn't with people. But we, the last time we saw the guy, he was not playing well, looked like he was running in mud. His team didn't believe in him. He's got a history of knee issues and now has arthritis that may or may not require stem cell therapy. Yet, there is still a handful of people in every 20 people you talk to that say, you're crazy to drop him out of the top three to five. Uh, Okay. <laughs> You have to be a girly owner is the first thought that pops in my head. You must own girly and dynasty. But my next question is, why don't you trade him if there's still, if there are still people out there that that value him, even even a top, you know, eight to twelve overall value? Trade him now. Go get yourself a doubted David Johnson or Dalvin Cook or even a you know a wide receiver that that might still have just a couple years left, like an Antonio Brown over a Todd Gurley and you can get a lot more with an Antonio Brown shoot higher than that because it seems like the market is still there to trade him I wouldn't touch him in the top 15 if I was in a draft I wouldn't even grab him I before this this arthritis news broke I had him outside my top 10 and I was getting reamed for it I didn't care it's what I thought it's what I believe felt it in my gut that there was more than just something wrong. This was a career-ending thing because he didn't pass the eye test for me. Half of fantasy football, if not more, is gut instinct, folks. And if you can't trust your own gut, and I have 15 years of trusting it, when it screams inside that this is going to take a turn for the worst, if you can't trust your gut, then you're not going to be ahead of the curve. You're going to be drafting like a magazine drafter. So I will say this over and over and over again. Todd Gurley, I wouldn't even touch him in the top 15 now, even with the hopes of trading him. Because I'd be afraid that news would break the next minute that I drafted him saying, yeah, 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 he's going to go ahead and have surgery and we don't know when he'll be available for 2019. Could be mid-season, he'll be on IR to start the year. That's all it's going to take, and you've absolutely destroyed any trade value you have. Why not take a safer option like David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, Patrick Mahomes? Oh, shoot me now for suggesting a quarterback in the second round, which is another rant I'd love to go on. Patrick Mahomes, crazy to draft him in the second round? Are you crazy to not consider him in the second round? That's... It's, it's, it's moronic when people tell me drafting Patrick Mahomes in the second round is an idiotic move when let me describe this for you and paint this picture. The season starts. It's week one, and Patrick Mahomes throws his four or five touchdowns, which everyone expects, right? Even the doubters about drafting him in the second round, the guys that say, well, he might fall back a little bit down to earth. But even so, the QB pool is so deep. It is. That's a fact, correct? But it's not deep of QBs that throw 45 to 50 TDs. And if you don't think he'll throw for 45 TDs at a minimum this year, then that's your argument and go home, good luck draft who you want. But if you think he'll throw for 45 to 50 TDs and you're still on the but the QB pool is so deep, Smitty, why would you on why on earth would you consider drafting A quarterback. Don't you know that the the experts in consensus say not to draft a quarterback in the second round? You should wait. Uh, Like I haven't been doing this for 15 freaking years. A 45 to 50. So let me paint this picture again. I started to paint it, but I'm the king of procrastination. This isn't even a Todd Gurley or Patrick Mahomes podcast. This is a rookie podcast, but I can't help myself to talk about this crap because I have to continue to talk about it until it happens. And then I get reamed for it before I get reamed for it after, and I'm still seeing a lot of pushback. So pardon my excitement here, but painting the picture for you. Patrick Mahomes in week one throws his four to five TDs. Guess what happens when you make a trade offer to the owner that owns him? He won't trade him for anyone in fantasy football. Not the number one running back, not the number two running back, not the top wide receiver. He's untouchable. As soon as kickoff occurs of week one, what does that tell you? Let me just answer the question out loud to yourself right now. What does that tell you? if anybody that owns him, including yourself, if you're a doubter, including the the, the douche that just told you, you don't draft a quarterback in the second round, Smitty, that same guy, (laughs) if he owned Patrick Mahomes, which he won't because he's a douche, but if he owns Patrick Mahomes, guess what? He doesn't trade him for anybody. That should tell you that he essentially has first-round fantasy football value, maybe number one overall. I'm not suggesting you take him there, but he does have first-round, if not number one overall fantasy value at a 45-50 to TD passing production. And that's proven by his in-season value. So, if you ever find a player that no one would trade for once kickoff happens, (laughs) that player is clearly undervalued in one of the biggest steals of that draft season. So, at the top of the second, I put him in my mock to prove a point, and I explained that let him fall into the bottom of the second, but I want to slot him at the very top to prove a point to everybody that he's worth this value. If, in fact, his ADP does climb this high, I still take him at the top of the second in some leagues. Not in every league because I have another strategy. Let me get on that tangent in a second. But my point being, don't listen to people that just regurgitate the same old crap and say that drafting Pat Mahomes in the second round will lose you, your league, and you're an idiot for following that path. And listening to anybody that tells you that is an idiot. These are all moronic statements, and they're not, and they're made just and regurgitated over and over and over. As for my crafty strategy for 2019, which I will deploy in droves, as I will with Mahomes in the second, I will probably equally split this up. You won't find a lot of fantasy teams of mine that don't have like a top three, in my opinion who are you know one of the players that I believe will be the top three QBs. I love stacking my team with a fantasy QB that's going to score me as close to that 40 TD mark as possible. And every year there are a couple that have that upside. So I'm going to either own Patrick Mahomes in a ton of my leagues, or I'm going to own Aaron Rodgers, who's falling into the fourth round. That's the only reason I can't even use my, my Mahomes advice on every single occasion that he falls to me because he probably will fall to my second-round pick in every draft, according to the madness out there. But the only reason I can't even get to that strategy is because Aaron Rodgers is staring me in the face in the fourth round. A top two QB to me in 2019, and you can steal him away. You get yourself a Zeke or a Kamara in the first, and you grab yourself a David Johnson, a Cook, or a, a Antonio Brown, or somebody like that in the second draft your third-round player, and then you surround it with awesome picks like Aaron John, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that's a league-winning recipe right there. I, I should close this podcast right here because that wins you your league, Aaron Rodgers in the fourth. Congratulations. Come back. Let's talk about your winnings and how well you did. That's that kind of advice right there. Circling all the way back to the rookies. Sorry about that. How am I going to title this podcast now? Because it was going to be about the wide receivers. <laughs> it was going to be Nikhil Harry or DK Metcalf the day after. Now I have to, I don't know what I'm going to do with the title of this podcast. So back on point. I believe that. Nikhil Harry will be the next Terrell Owens, and to me, he has top five wide receiver upside. He feels very safe in the top five to ten wide receivers for the future. To me, I see nothing but stud. I see nothing but elite hands, size, spatial awareness, quickness for his size, the ability, I think, to, to really learn the NFL game very quickly. And his landing spot will be crucial, as it always is with any player, but he can survive a mediocre landing spot in weights of a QB, let's say. Um, I think that someone like DK Metcalf could not, and that's another risk. So to answer and circle back, full circle back to the, the beginning topic, DK Metcalf, excited, yes, I am. Concerned, yes, I am. Red flags all over the place. Doesn't mean I'm going to predict bust, but it means he's not the 1.01. It means that, that Nikhil Harry probably is the 1.01 for me until David Montgomery or Devin Singletary, Henderson. One of these running backs has an amazing pro day, and if they land in, a, in an ideal spot, they kind of take priority Uh, As long as they have that running back one upside. If I feel no running back in this class has that immediate running back one appeal, I'm going Nikhil Harry, which I might remind you is against most every single rookie draft you've ever seen me draft in. It's always been a running back. I don't think I've ever taken a wide receiver with the first pick. If I've liked a wide receiver enough, I've traded down. I would be bold enough and sleep like a baby drafting Nikhil Harry with the 1.01 in every single rookie draft I have. I would sleep like a freaking baby. And I don't care what kind of comments I get. This one's coming from the gut, people. This is on the bull predictions, just like the Todd Gurley bust, just like a lot of the other things that we last year. Oh, by the way, if you don't know my content, I'm not trying to sound arrogant here. I know I'm excited. (laughs) I know I'm a little bit you know, on edge right now talking about this because it does, is as thick as skin as I have, it drives me nuts sometimes, some of the comments that I get for some of the things that I've landed. Patrick Mahomes was my number one written bold prediction of, of 2018, and I, I wrote it so far back before anybody even thought he was going to, he was ne- necessarily a lock to start for Kansas City. That's how far back I wrote it. He, it's been sitting on there. He'd be an elite top one to five QB. Then, number two is James Conner. Now, I will do another podcast, probably the next topic after this one, on my doubts for James Conner. James Conner, so Todd Gurley, bust for 2019. I feel like that mission's complete. I feel like I've steered enough dynasty owners away from holding Todd Gurley shares, and I feel like my work's done here. I will continue to talk about it because it gets me all crazy. But I am going to tell you, James Conner is up next, and I know a lot of people are going to hate to hear that, I feel like I have the ability to speak on this topic since I can't find one single writer in fantasy fo- in the fantasy football industry that ranked James Conner and talked about him and wrote about him like I did last year, I predicted him on my number two bull prediction out of 14, not hundred fifty. I'm not doing 150 bull predictions like Matthew Berry or something like that. I'm not ripping on him for doing that. But I'm saying these 14 bull predictions are isolated and limited. There's a limited space for a seat on the bull prediction list, a.k.a. the upside board. And Mahomes was one. Connor was two. So if you want more of those, get on over to sleeperyou.com and check out the bull predictions, sign up, and start winning and dominating and being ahead of the curve. Because Nikhil Harry, I don't I don't mind sharing, is on that bold prediction list as one of the biggest ones for 2019 and beyond. There's more where that came from. There's predictions on there that are gonna make you kind of drop your jaw and spin your head. But so did the the Mahomes, so did the Connor predictions. Um but more about James Connor doubt on the next, uh, podcast. So join me then do not miss it. Make sure you're following, subscribing, everything you can do to, to keep tabs on what we're doing because James Connor is next.